Hello, and welcome to Running a Small Building Firm, a podcast brought to you by the HBXL Group for residential building firms, working on renovations, extensions, loft conversions, and new builds. We discuss everything from money and marketing to competitors and contracts. Here, we share advice and best practice, and plenty more. So welcome. So hello, everybody, and welcome to episode five, why you're undercharging and how to change. Uh, my name is Jo Mulgrew, and I'm the managing director of HBXL Building Software and the HBXL group of um, companies. So why you're charging and how to change. Um, so I'm aware that this is a very bold claim, and I can guarantee that you're going to get some seriously bold statements over the next half an hour from uh, my colleague here, Simon, um, today. So let me formally introduce um, Simon, um, Simon Lazarus of the Better Business Group. Welcome, Simon. Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me again. No problem at all. Um, and yeah, as you can tell, Simon and I do know each other. Um, we have spoken many a time. Um, so I'm introducing him here as new to the podcast, um, but he is a longstanding um, partner of HBXL, working with our builder community uh, to improve their businesses and their bottom line. So Simon and I have recorded many an advice-filled chat over the last few years as part of power hours and um, business mentoring sessions. And you can find a whole heap of those on the HBXL website under useful info. And there's loads of handy tips and advice on winning work and being more profitable in, in general terms. So um, Simon, um, could you tell us uh, first off uh, what you do at the Better Business Group? What, what's, what is the business? Well, basically what we do is we make builders more profitable so we work with them on every one of their own inquiries we help them win more jobs we help them charge more money on average passing their inquiries through me they win around 13 percent more into actual business okay. and they're able to charge a premium 20 percent over their previous prices and we give them proper structural pre-qualified leads they're all pre-vetted they're all from people that have already applied for planning permission we give them those leads to quote on as well to sort of move them up market for new clients that have uh -huh. got no price history with them. And we work with them to turn those into business. And whilst we're doing this, we're talking to both them and the clients at every stage. So we're getting loads of useful mentoring information about them, their competitors, what people like about them, don't like about them, how their price compares. So we're using all this information all the time to continually improve their businesses and feed it back to them. Okay, so it's very much a mentoring, a business mentoring and coaching um, approach. Um, that you're taking um, I guess running a building firm is quite a lonely process really so I think having that kind of um, uh, guidance that kind of critical friend as it were um, I'm, I'm sure is very helpful so today Simon is our critical friend um, on uh, on this podcast so there's obviously some impressive credentials there and um, it's why we're obviously particularly fortunate to have Simon on this podcast uh, today so we haven't got long so I should uh, hurry us along um, and that's that topic then of undercharging and how to change. And I think there's quite a lot of firms out there that probably are undercharging. Certainly um, the companies that I talk to as part of our software and uh, services businesses. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's very common. And um, Simon is going to tell us in a moment about um, some signs that you perhaps are um, undercharging and what you can do about it. Um, I think most firms, though, uh, know that they could be more profitable. And I would wager that, you know, many building firms feel feel that same way. Um, and we could spend quite a long time, I think, today um, going through profit margin percentages and overhead calcs and helping you quote right. But we're not going to look at that today, to be honest. We're going to be talking about that in a future, a future session. 
Um, so uh, today, I think what we're going to be talking about is how to charge the correct amount. Um, and um, people say, well, what's the correct amount? I don't, I don't know. But we're going we're we're to look at that today. And I think until you're mentally and, uh, or should I say, psychologically on board with charging the right price, because it's quite easy to get blown off course by your clients saying, oh, you're expensive. And, oh, I don't know about you. To, um, we're going to be focusing on the right mindset and how to respond to that um, from um, that feedback from clients. Um, and I guess you need a willingness uh, to um, to have a go with correctly pricing. So it's not about accurately estimating the initial job necessarily, but how to package that all up with a quotation and be charging the right price for that job. So I'm going to um, let us crack on and I'm going to ask um, Simon a question um, to start with. Um, Simon, what would you say are the warning signs that a building firm, in your opinion, is undercharging? Well, there's several signs, I think. I mean, firstly, you have to understand that undercharge is grossly endemic in the building industry. Every quarter, yeah. highest number of insolvencies is in the construction industry, huge amount of mental illness in the construction industry, unfortunately, a high degree of suicides in the building industry. And it's all because people aren't charging the right amount in the first place. There are large numbers of very successful, profitable builders out there. They're normally charging a huge premium over what a lot of the viewers will be charging and think they can charge. So all this is definitely achievable. That's the first thing to say. The warning signs you asked if you're not charging the right sort of money. I suppose the first thing is you haven't got money in the bank. If you've got any reserves to cover you over bad times, you're not running a viable business. Uh, if you're earning a wage as if you were an employee rather than a business owner, then you're really not succeeding the way you should be. If you don't have the funds for marketing your business, renewing your vehicles, paying to a pension, all these things are signs that the business isn't really running as well as it could do and as it should do. Yeah. Uh, if you have a bad debt and you really struggle to make that up, uh, then your hard work hasn't really been worth it up to that point. And all, every building company has a problem like that sometime yeah. during the year, and you have to take account for that in your overall profit margins. Um, so I have six tests. When I start to mentor a builder, there's six tests that I, I give them. The first one is, are you on the tools? Yep. The second one is, uh, do you work from home? The third one is, does a family member help you with the paperwork? Yeah. The fourth one, um, are there cash flow problems? Is there money in the bank is the fifth one. And the last one is, can you afford to put money into a pension? And whenever I ask those questions, um, I'll get the wrong answers every time. Most people are doing all those things, which means in reality, what they're doing is they're undercharging and they're subsidizing the customer. They're charging mm. what they think the customer will pay. They're not charging what they need to charge to have a viable, successful, profitable business in the future. So, yes, people do undercharge. Um, most people are pricing to keep their diaries full because they're worried about losing their subcontractors. Nobody in their right mind goes into business to be busy. You go into business to make money. So pricing to be busy is certainly the wrong way to go. And if you do that, you're building a potential problem in for the future. If you're pricing to fill the diary, People recommend you as being bloody good, to be honest with you, and relatively cheap. So the recommendation you get next year, they want to pay no more than their friend did the year before. And in five years time, the daughter wants to pay the same money as her dad did. So you're getting this recommendation right where you're busy, very busy, working on low profit jobs. Your overheads are continuing to go up all the time. So in actual fact, you become less profitable as the years go by. Most people I see that are working largely on recommends are certainly undercharging by at least 20%. Uh, if not more, it's, it's endemic. Almost everybody I see 
is grossly undercharging for the years experience they've got and the quality of work they're doing. So, yes, all of you out there listening to this can be charging a premium over where you are today. Uh, but the skill is in knowing how to do that and differentiating yourself from the cheaper guy. Right. So I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate um, here, Simon. Um because you know the market, it, it, it is tough out there. I mean, a lot of builders are saying yes, they're busy, but it's it's um, it is very it, it's very tough conditions, I think. Um, and they're perhaps thinking we can't. Well, I can't charge the correct amount if others are charging less than me. I seem expensive. Um, I don't think the homeowner is going to pay this, or in fact, they're telling me that I'm expensive. Um, so maybe I am overcharging. Uh, you know, what would you say to that? Well. You're not in business to keep people happy and subsidise their work. You've got to charge the right price to run a sustainable business. None of you are overcharging, in my experience. All of you will know builders that are seriously more expensive than you are. They often don't do as good a job as you do, but they've got expensive offices, staff, more vans on the road, foremen on the sites, whatever it might be. They've got all these costs that you don't have. When they work out their selling price to the client, they're far more expensive than you are sometimes, two or three times your price. Wow, they're still yeah. in business. They're still getting work every day of the week. So forget about the cheap guy, because there's always somebody, the rogue builder, the cowboy, who's not quoting the right money to do that job, either to finish it or to do it properly. And it's absolutely pointless trying to slide your price down to meet them. A, because you'll never do it. However low you'll go, they'll always be cheaper. And B, you're making a rod for your own back if you take these low margin jobs on, because you'll do a brilliant job. The client will love you. They'll recommend you to all their friends and relatives as being bloody good and cheap. And in five years' time, as I said, they want to pay the same money then as they did, as their friend did today. So all you're doing is in this downward spiral of being a very busy loss maker, doing loads of work for people that don't want to pay the right money for the job. There are plenty of people out there, and I deal with these sort of people every day of the week. They've had a disaster by going cheap last time. This time around, they're in their nicer house. They've got money. And what they want more than anything else is not to have the aggravation they had last time. If you can prove that you're more reliable, trustworthy, honest, professional, or whatever it might be than the cheaper guy, Trust me, they will beat a path to your door. Yeah. Okay. Some of my builders are three times the price of my other builders. They're all winning work at their different price levels in the marketplace. But most builders, unfortunately, they see the whole industry through the little bubble of the sort of clientele they're working for. They never get above that sort of level in, in type of client. And all these bigger, more profitable, more wealthy clients, they're passing them by. And often, just as much as you can lose a job by too expensive, you can, and in fact, 3% of the surveys I do say they didn't use the builder because he was too cheap and they didn't think he could do the job right for the money. And oh, all okay. of those customers told those builders they were too expensive and they weren't going to use them. That's the reason they gave for not using them. The true reason is they didn't come across professional enough to justify the price that they were quoting. Yeah. So I guess from the build, from sorry from the homeowner's perspective, if they're saying um, you're too expensive, um, I'm stating the obvious, I guess, but, but that's just a negotiation a negotiating tactic isn't it straight away whatever you do whether it's you, you know you're buying a car having some work done whatever it's you know oh you're too expensive buying a house right. too expensive right you know well, um, the question i would ask is has anybody ever said to you that's much cheaper than i thought it was going to be mate when can you start <laughs> the only the only reason anybody ever gives you when they don't want to use you is price 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 that's all you ever hear yeah. i really like you the other guy's a bit cheaper can you match his price and i'll give you the job it's tosh yeah. isn't it I yeah. had a job uh, a year or two ago, uh, building a company of mine in Ipswich. The client said, really want to use you. I've had a quote that's 50 grand cheaper than you. If you match the price, I'll give you the job. And the builder phoned me up and said, look, I've had a council job. I really need this job. Or I'm going to lose my guys. Uh, I'm tempted to. I could just do it and make no money. What should I do? 
and I'd look up my notes and the clients already told us that they were the cheapest quote they had by 50 grand. And they were still trying to negotiate down another, another 50. 50 grand. Why? Told you know, if they want to use you, they told us they want to use you. Uh, and you're already by far and away the cheapest guy. So we'll have a chat about that when you've done this job. Hold your nerve. And he said, oh, yeah. I don't know, I've got the balls for that. But anyway, yeah. he did, and he got the job. So he made £50,000 straight away more on that one job than he would have yeah. done without the sort of feedback from us. And this is happening all the time on most of the jobs that these builders are quoting on. They're, you've got to take it for a given that there's somebody half your price quoting on the job. You can't run your business by by spiralling down to meet them. It's pointless. It's not what you went yeah. into business for. Look at the guy that's the most expensive builder in your area and look at what he's doing. And you emulate some of the things he's doing, or we can train you in, in these sort of processes, and you will win more jobs at a higher margin. When you then get recommended, you don't get recommended as being bloody good and cheap. You're recommended as being really good and professional. And if you want a good job done, give Jo a ring. She's not the cheapest, but you'll have a hassle-free experience. Yeah, and that, yeah. in the main, is what good clients want, you know? Yeah. So I guess um, that's then at the quotation stage, you have really got to be underlining your credentials with your quote, you know, everything that you that you do, I guess, to underline why that price is the price, you know, and it, it might be things that are completely unrelated to the actual co building cost of the work, you know, that your your health and safety is in order, your insurance is all in order. I don't know if you've, you know, handed over the quote in person that it's printed up nicely, that how you turned up you know that the van was clean or the or the truck was clean you know I, I, don't, I don't know what, what what kind of things do you think that kind of like add value which underline your value because if you're charging more then presumably there's things you've got to do to to kind of um uh, underline why you're worth it we can look at it from the customer's point of view nobody's ever going to use your pay more for you if you look and sound the same as the cheaper guy yeah. and this cheaper guy remember they're not looking to build a business. They're never going to get a second job out of anybody. They're never going to get a recommendation out of anybody. So all their skills are in selling themselves at day one. And you'll never outsell these guys. They've got shinier websites, nicer vans, lovely T-shirts. Everything about them looks brilliant. And that's as good as it gets. Then it's downhill from there on in once people give them the job. But in the meantime, the good builders, often they don't have the selling skills to compete. All their skills are in doing a really good job for people that they take pride in. So they tend to lose out. So... People are obviously very tempted to go with these cowboy rogue builders, whatever you want to call them, because they look and sound the part and they're cheap. So you've got to differentiate yourself. The quoting process is the most important part. The way you talk to these people, the way you present your quote, everything about it has got to be a step above what these cheap guys are doing. The cheap guys in the main want to do a very short quote with no breakdown. So once they get the job, they can deem everything extra, everything to be an extra and a variable that they can charge for. And often if the client uses that builder, they'll end up paying more with that builder if they even finished a job than they would have done with going with a decent builder that quoted the right money in the first place. Yeah. So there, there's several things you need to do. You need to pre-vet the clients. That's the first thing. You need to just not have this scattergun approach where you take all the inquiries, do whatever you can on all of them, spend all your evenings and, and weekends quoting people for jobs that you've got no chance of winning. That's a, that's a complete nightmare. Routinely, new members I take on, I see their quotes coming through one, two, three, four o'clock in the morning. You know, I think come the end of the week, how accurate is that price possibly going to be? You've had no sleep all week. You must have made mistakes. So you haven't got the time to review it in the morning before you do the next one. You know, you're spending a couple of hours yeah. driving backwards and forwards, three hours, four hours, five hours doing your quote for 90% of the jobs that you're not going to win. It's a complete madness. Yeah. And if you pre-select the clients, you know, you ask them how many quotes they're going to get. You look at where they've come from. You look at the sort of work they're having done. Are they building for profit or are they looking to improve their living conditions? You don't want yeah. to deal with anybody that's 
using you for profit because they want their bigger share of the profit than you. So what you're talking about, landlord type thing or do it for developers, that kind of thing? Yeah, what, subcontracting, what? HMOs, yeah. uh, that type of stuff. So all these people are looking to make money out of you. They want the best builder they can find for the cheapest money. And, they, and also, it's not just the money. You'll be working invariably on their contracts, their terms and conditions, their payment schedules, which are not in your favour. So yeah. when you work for a residential client, it's an emotional purchase. If they like you, they'll use you, they'll pay a premium for you. Uh, they'll use your contract. They'll go by your payment terms. You know, most of my builders, however large the job, 20% deposit two weeks before they start, fortnightly payments, no valuations, no retentions, no penalty clauses, final payments, 5% or 1,000 quid. They're in positive cash flow from before they start the job all the way yeah. through. And my builders are able to, to get those contract terms and payment terms because the clients have decided they want to use them. So yeah. after the time to talk about your contracts, your payment terms, is when they've decided to use you, not part of your quote. Your quote, I'm a huge fan of HPXL, which is why I do these these, these webinars and podcasts with you, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. 80% of my truly professional, expensive builders, 80% of the quotes they do, they win off the back of HPXL. It's a properly detailed quote. It looks brilliant. It allows for all the little things that most builders don't account for in their costings. The clients love it. They can't understand half of it, to be honest with you, but it looks brilliant. It looks like you spent loads of time on it. And the other thing to bear in mind is the quote you give the client is the basis of your contract with them. So it needs to be crystal clear what you're doing on that job and what they're paying for. So there's no disputes further down the line. So the, the other big reason I like HBXL is my builders that use it have very few disputes. Yeah. They can't come in and say, yeah, but you told me all my downlines are going to be gold plated because it states <laughs> exactly what you're going to have done. Okay? Yeah. yeah. So uh, detailed quotes, get it in quickly. Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna be later than you said you would, tell them you're gonna be late and tell them why. You know, don't leave them hanging. And that's professional, isn't it? You know, yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I advise to take it around in person. Look them in the eye when you give it to them. Uh, they'll always be getting somebody much cheaper than you. And what I say to the clients then is, look, send me both the quotes over. I'll do a free quote comparison service for you. I'll do a free background check on the builder you're thinking of using. The background check we do on the cheaper guys, ninety four percent of the time, it's seriously, seriously bad particularly after COVID, and they don't want to use them when they say they've got county court judgments, previous bankruptcies, loss-making, in and out of business, all this type of stuff. You know, so you have to do profitable business. You have to build up a proper credit record so that good clients can see you're a substantive business and that if things go wrong, you're still in business to pay for it to put right. And in a couple of years' time, if there's a fault, you'd like to be around and have some money to pay to correct the problem. Yeah. yeah. Good clients then will be attracted to you and want to use you. So I guess everything you're saying here is is about being prepared to, down, to, to get my teeth back in, be prepared to turn down um, certain clients and certain jobs um, and, and maybe lose out on jobs. Um, but I guess you'd say that some of those are going to be, you know, uh, it, it, it's going to be a good thing, you know, that you, not, you're not going to be working for the next six months for, a, for nothing. It's not about losing out on jobs. It's about working, filling your diary, with the most profitable and easy to do jobs that you can possibly do. There's a limited amount of time in the year you can work. There's a limited amount of work you can do. Why would you take some of that valuable time and work on crappy jobs with no profit or very little profit when you could be doing a much smaller job often and earn more money, uh, have a better work-life balance, have a bit of time to sit back and, and look to move the business forward rather than just chasing job after job after job. All this, all this scattergun approach where you put everything that comes along, you're going to have to see them, you're going to have to quote them, you have to follow them all up. You know, in the meantime, people have a focused and spend 110% of their time and commitment 
to win the job, they're the guys that are charging premium. They're pre-selecting the clients. If the budget's not big enough, if they're getting too many quotes, if it's come off one of the rating websites, bin all those straight away, concentrate on the other people that are serious and want a good job done. That's worth your while investing in them to win those jobs. You know, if you win one out of two jobs that you do, that means the time and effort you're spending to win one job is doubled up by the one that you don't get. So you've got to look at how much time and effort you're putting into winning these jobs. Uh, when you win them as well, you've got to look at how much money you made in pound notes for the time you spent doing the job. So you can look back and compare the customer profile, the area, the type of jobs. You know, are you better doing lofts or extensions? When you do a work for a doctor, you're able to charge 10% more. You need to analyze the cost coming out of the job, how much you actually made and how yeah. much you had coming in compared to how you estimated it going in to see where the differences are. And then you have to analyze the type of jobs and the areas and so on to work out the best customer and area profile and then source those sort of jobs, be targeted in what you... So you've got, you've got to be quite analytical, haven't you, about um, about, about this? Because um, I think a lot, of, a lot of builders would probably be just saying, well, I just respond to every quote request that I get in. And that's quite a lot of effort, isn't it, to be honest? Um, and and it, never evade... When you talk to those builders, Joe, and you look at their accounts, they're extremely busy earning no money whatsoever. Certainly nothing yeah. like they should be earning. Those are sort of builders that earn a wage. But what yeah. they've got as well is all the aggravation of running a business, quoting, seeing clients, procuring the materials, sorting the subcontractors out. And they're still earning little more than they would if they got a job with somebody else. They've got all this extra grief and aggro alongside it. And that's not a viable way to run a business. No, it's not a viable life, is it? When it comes to when you come to mention it, I, I think you said to me before that you know divorce rates in construction are really flipping high because people are just stressed continuously, working hard, quoting every every evening, weekends taken up with work as well, either finishing up projects or actually quoting and doing the admin. It's yeah. it, it's pretty endless, to be honest, isn't it? And ultimately, the buck stops with you um, as 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 the boss if you're the proprietor of the company, and and that in itself brings its own stress. <laughs> Um, let's be honest when, when things go well the building industry is a tough industry you know it's hard physically there's a lot of there's a long procurement train lots of people to deal with lots of things to consider you know it's not like you're flogging um, a product on amazon this is a really complicated industry you've got to have yeah. all these balls in the air where you're a salesman you're a manager you're an accountant you know all these things you've got to do properly to run a successful business and yeah. basically what you need to do is take a step back from working on the sites and have the money to pay professionals to to replace what you do for some of these things. Yeah. Get the software to do it for you or pay you to do the estimates for them. So you can free up all that all those hours that you're spending totally non-productively quoting people that are looking to pay nothing and you've got no chance of either winning or, or earning anything on. You yeah. need to be in this business, give it 110%. It's unquestioned that there's good profitable business out there. You know, I've got guys that are winning jobs at cost price for the job plus 65%. Yeah, yeah, commercial jobs, you know. So everybody listening to this could be charging twenty percent more with a bit of a leg up, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, okay. and I know we're going to talk about it in detail in in another webinar, but we're not what we're not talking about here is just like slapping 20 percent, say, on top of your bill cost, and that's your quote. Oh, you know, we're missing overheads there. We're, we're missing uh, wastage, wear and tear. We're missing um, inflation. So we need to be thinking about all of these things, and the, and then. The profit margin on top so you know you, you could easily be adding 40 45 percent in total on top of the build build cost if not more as you're saying gosh you know yeah. plus 65 percent sounds quite quite substantial but uh it's obviously... you and i talk to joe that think if they're charging 10 15 or 20 percent on top of the job cost they've got a good profitable business 
they're killing yeah. themselves. You know, the well, they're not even covering overheads, are they? Let's be honest. Really? They're not covering, like, you know, the mobile phone, the insurance and the van, et cetera, with adding yeah. 10, 15% on top. Um, yeah. You need to be adding at least 50% on the individual job costs to, to show resources. Yeah. So that'll give about 20% yeah. profit at the end of the day, you know, and it goes up from there. But yeah. Even if you do the profit calculations, that doesn't mean you're charging the right money for the job. That means you're charging enough to make a profit on the way your business is set up today with you working from home and working on the sites. If you want to have a different sort of business in five years time, you have to work out the additional cost you're going to have when you're that sort of a business in the future. And yeah. you have to be charging that extra in your quotes today to give you that profit buffer to be able to do the things you want to do in the future. If you just put a tiny margin on your low cost base, yeah. you'll never be able to progress the business. And this is why the average age of builders I told is going up and up and up every year, you know? Yeah. Yeah, see, so that you, you need to think about that that um, that as an investment, that that profit margin isn't just you know immediate cash in the bank that you can go and spend on a holiday straight away. It's it's actually about enabling you to get the business to a situation where you are perhaps slightly one step removed from being on site without you know without that stress that you can concentrate on the business development and um you know get that work-life balance right as well I know you know that's what it's all a bit cliche but I think that's what ultimately everybody wants to do isn't it you know you want you, you don't want the stress of a business that is is struggling you want to be able to take time off when you can because you've got management people in you know managing things for you that you know do a good job and you've got that um payment profile that you're talking about which keeps you always on the on the front foot not on the back foot to the client my view um, is you've got You've got to prepare for the time when you're not going to be able to work on the sites. It's, yeah. it's foolish to think that you're going to be going on there in your 90s working. So sometime, whether you like it or not, you're going to be forced off the site. So yeah. prepare for it tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, it happens to you unexpectedly at short notice. Mm. What I always say to people is go back to the last three or four jobs you did, add in the extra cost of somebody doing the job you did on the site. You yeah. rent office in your in your new rented office, have an office girl doing some admin for you. Uh, somebody to work out the prices for you could you have charged the same price with all those extra costs and done the job for the same money that you did it for and the answer is always no so what that tells me is you're grossly undercharging the true value of the work you're doing all yeah. these cost savings you're making you're passing on to the customer which is which is a total um, yeah it's interesting as well isn't it and we'll, we'll talk about this um in our net one of our next episodes so let's not preempt too much of that but i think ultimately when when if if you're adding another 10, 15% onto the job to make sure that you're proper, say 15%, say, um, on a on a job where you're, I don't know, 15, 50 grand job, say, small extension or something. When you add your 10, 15% on for the overhead, so say 15%, I don't know why I keep saying 10, 15%, because 10% would be far too low. I'm talking 15, perhaps 20%. Um, you know, that doesn't actually on the on the overall you know, job value amount to very much is, is it, you know, you've got another few thousand across the whole of the spread of the project. So yeah. I, I, whether, whether you charge that or not is almost beside the point. I think that, that a good, a good client won't, won't, won't see that and think, Oh my God, he's added another like four grand on the job or whatever, you know, well, seven grand on the job. Um, that difference it, in price Joe is well within the difference they're seeing between the different quotes from different builders anyway. Yeah, and yeah. some of the most expensive builders are still getting jobs at the higher price. So yeah. no way are these guys at the top of the tree. No. Okay. And what I always say is, you know, if you just add 10% on to the job cost, if you go back over the last three years and look at your turnover, if you'd added 10% on, how yeah. much money would you have in the bank today? You know, yeah. it's life changing. And this is the measure of how 
successful businesses work and how easy it is to move the business forward. That's that is there are lots of curses in this building industry. The one benefit is the next job can change everything. If you had ten grand on to a job, uh, I would love an extra ten grand in the bank. I'm sure you would, Joe, and I'm sure everybody listening to this would as well. That's yeah. life transforming, and and we're talking a lot more than that on some of these bigger jobs. You know, yeah. I I have some of my builders quoting against my other builders. And the guy that's 50, 60, 70,000 pounds more expensive is winning the job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No more cost to do that work. Yes. So I was at an exhibition recently where we were talking to to homeowners, so self-builders who are having, um, you know, nice big projects done. And, you know, their number one question when they came up to the exhibition stand, which actually just for info was for our estimating service, um, they were saying, I just, I, I get these quotes from the builder uh, or builders, plural, contractors, and I've got three or four in, and, you know, I've got one at 150,000, one at 180,000, one at 220, one at 275. Oh, my God. Like, there's nearly 100,000 pounds difference between these. Like, I just I just don't know, you know, what, what to do. And they're definitely not saying, oh, I'm definitely going with the cheapest, that's for sure. And just for listeners out there from the, the homeowner's perspective, they are not saying... I'll be going for the cheapest yep. for the majority of the time. You know, if it's a, a reasonably substantial project, I think there is a warning sign in that. I think that comes across from the homeowner that, no, I don't want to be there. But then they take these other two or three builders who are charging perhaps slightly closer, but they're all they're all quite differing. They say there's 70K between them. You know, they don't know what that is. They, you know, so it's your job as the builder to differentiate and explain why you are, you know. And these guys want to know. They do want to know. <laughs> <laughs> they just... Listen, you know, uh, people beat a path to your door if you come across as truly trustworthy, professional, reliable, honest. You know, nobody yeah. wants to invite a problem. You know, it's their life savings that they're spending with you. Yeah. You're going to be putting the house apart. All they hear about on the radio and the TV are cowboy builders and all the problems people have had with them. So the starting point is you're all a bunch of sharks anyway, and they're in for grief. So anything <laughs> yeah. you can do, it's the reality, isn't it? Yeah, anything yeah, you can do. To stand out from the crowd and differentiate yourself, it's qu it's quitting for you. You will win more jobs. You will be able to charge a premium. All those people with those huge variations in prices, they're all still in business, aren't they? And they're all yeah. still in, they wouldn't be quoting yeah. that price. They didn't think they could get it. You know, yeah. they're working for them. So it can be done. So the yeah. question is, you're half the price of these guys. What do you need to do to make yourself look and appear like them? What are they doing that you're not doing? That's what we're talking about here. And yeah. this isn't about ripping the customer off. This is about charging them what you should have been charging them all the way down the line to have a proper profitable sustainable business yeah, not yeah. just working hand to mouth for a wage with a load of grief yeah know? yeah so, so there's loads there's loads more we could talk about that one isn't there because you know in terms of premiumize your premiumizing your business setting yourself apart you know as we've said before you know your company logo your email footer gosh how many builders don't have an email footer with contact information on your yeah. insurance documents having a company health and safety policy um, you know, I don't know, it might be stuff to do with um, your approach to, um, you know, God forbid, sustainability, you know, and kind of waste management, you know, yeah. it, it's, 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 it's like, what's your, what's your, as you said before, what's your niche, what's your lane in terms of what's going to set you apart for those kind of um, clients? So, um, some, of these things, some of these things are really, really simple. My pet hate is when people don't have a proper business email address. Yes. It's a Gmail. Or How many Gmail hotmails? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, that sounds to me like you're a hobby builder and you're not in it for the long yeah, term. You're not it really buyer. does, doesn't it? And how simple yeah. is that to get? You know, most of these guys have even got a website with a domain name, but just don't use the email that goes with it. It's, it's yeah. you know, some of these are so Always. basic. Yeah. And this is what you know. If you if you want good profitable clients, these are professional guys. Yeah. You know, they run businesses themselves. 
And what they're looking for is similar business. And I'll give you a perfect example, actually. One of my, I gave a lead out, quite a high value job, about 700, 800,000. I'm going back wow. a few years. A client from one of my bills, he said, I've seen your profile from the Better Business Group. Can you come and give me a quote? Uh, can you come this Saturday afternoon? And my builder said, uh, sorry, I'm on my fourth marriage uh, because I used to work seven days a week and all evenings. I promised my wife I wouldn't do that anymore. Anytime you want to see me Monday to Friday, nine to five, I'll be delighted to come along and have a chat. But yeah. otherwise, sorry, I'll have to decline. And the guy said, thank God, I found somebody that's a proper professional, not just a builder. He said, you're the guy I want to come along and quote me. What do I yeah. need to do to get you to come along and give me a quote? And he yeah. said, look, pay for a babysitter, pay for a taxi and I'll come along and see you. Yeah. And I did. Yeah, you know, so yeah. You guys don't appreciate how much power you really have if you do things correctly. You know, it is achievable because all of you will know expensive builders are doing this and are able to charge a huge premium of what you're charging. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to be there overnight just with a click of a few fingers and change your email address. If you move partly towards them, that that is life changing. You know, ten yes. an extra on your prices is is a massive difference, and it's it's achievable for everybody listening to this. Trust me. Yeah. So we talk a lot about this in Ask, um, our government funded skills boot camps, actually, for um, construction firms and myself and, and Simon run some of the business modules. And um, in one of the sessions that um, I go through, um, we look at your your business um, overheads and, and different scenarios in terms of how you run your business and kind of getting to um, uh, a sensible or, or aspirational um, even um, profit margin within yeah. um, a, a certain time frame. Um, and um, those those boot camps are available mm -hmm. in certain regions across the country, which you can can um, attend. Um, we also have another boot camp, so that's one on on construction management, um, and there's another on estimating skills. Uh, we also have another one on actually CAD for construction, and that's a really interesting one because I think design and build is another way of setting yourself apart. You know, if you can um, produce um, concepts for your customers, uh, if if nothing else, you know, the starting point of the journey, so they buy into what. Um, uh, you know what you're proposing um, some of our um, software users provide um, kind of 3d models and and and, and schemes with their quote um, which are very easy to produce because the estimate is produced automatically off the back of the design so that they can really sell the client this is this is what we're looking at this is this is the the build um, I think that's impressive um, as well but anyway enough enough about that from um, from 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 our side um I guess with the, that business modeling that we were talking about, you can tweak your business um, and your, your your business overheads, your business profit margins until you get to a point where you think, Do you know what, this this really works. And I built in those costs of those extra people to help me. Um, you know, I'm not going to struggle on a loan with this. And I think that one of the things actually I would say, Simon, and, and I say the truth, the same is true even for, say, myself at HBXL, you know, you can sometimes get so busy in the loops of the things that you're doing that you don't have enough time to really think clearly about um, where your business is headed so six months can go um and you're, you're just really really busy frenetic even and the people around you are frenetic and it's all very stressful but actually just that step back and really thinking about some of these um topics that we're talking about how do i want to run that business who do i need because you almost start to hold yourself back if you don't you hold yourself in this negative position um by 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 not charging that 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 correct value and which is effectively not enabling you to invest in your own business um yeah. we're, we're all guilty um, of that aren't we none of yeah. us spend enough time really taking a step back and moving the business forward and if you yeah. stand still in business in reality you go backwards because your competitors are taking this time and effort and they're going forwards and they're leading you yeah. in their, in their yeah. way 
So you have yeah. to continually yeah. adapt, you know. Yeah. And then layer on that, layer on some inflation as well, Simon, and you're definitely yeah. going backwards. <laughs> yeah. well, just, just look at the last few years, you know, COVID, no work on, then a boom, then a recession in theory. You know, yeah. it's a really difficult time to run yeah. a building company, but there's plenty of work going on out there. I've got to tell you, you know, inquiries are high, planning numbers are high. Uh, we're getting lots of jobs at really high profit margins coming through for our builders. So yeah. this, this, even this, even in this climate where it's all doom and gloom on the TV and inflation rates going up, you know, people can't get a mortgage chain together to move house. You know, I, I did yeah. it last year. It cost me 25 grand and 18 months to, to get a move in. I don't want to go through that again, that's for sure. I could have spent that on my previous house if I didn't have other reasons for moving. And yeah. a lot of people, you know, if they're settled where they are, they've got kids in school, all they want is a bit more space and a good outcome. So yeah. there's plenty of people that are spending out to have, to have built. Yeah, and I think, um, the, yeah, the, the other side of that same kind of um, point is that there are fewer firms, I think. There are fewer firms to do the work. Um, yeah. There's fewer tradespeople um, and um, people are having to wait a long, a, a long time yeah. for the right company. So you definitely don't want to be undercharging now because, you know, you oh. should be making hay with that. Well, we know the CITB said there was a shortfall of 25,000, I think 300 tradesmen each year for the next three years needed in, yeah. in the construction industry. You know, so yeah. plenty of demand out there. There's no shortage yeah. of business out there. It's about 8% of the total of the UK economy. Yeah. You know, yeah. And 8% of all employees are employed in the construction industry. So massive, massive industry we're talking about here with plenty of scope for people to do things right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, um, we're going to be talking more on quoting in our um, our next podcast, um, podcast six. So um, we'll we'll come back to this topic. Um, but where that starts, where that that particular podcast starts, is accurately costing the job properly in the first place. You know, so all that we've been talking about putting overheads on, putting your profit margin da, 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 on top. You've got to start with a proper proper and accurate um, quote in the first place, and one that has a job start date inflation built in, so that what you know when you're quoting the the, the customer if it's not going to start for six nine months um you're quoting for that start point so you're not absorbing the inflation um, i know inflation has kind of settled down a little bit um um more recently in construction over the last month or two um we're certainly seeing less volatility in pricing that's coming into our estimator express software but you know it's going to it will carry on you know it's, it doesn't you know inflation doesn't doesn't go away um, so with Estimator Express, you can kind of estimate everything, including um, your your inflation as well. It does all of those calculations, which, you know, could be quite complicated to do if you didn't know how to, to do it. OK, so um, I guess how do how do we round up today, Simon? What, what would you say as we as we round up? Because we've, talk, we've, we've kind of gone all over the place with what we've been talking about um, today. Well, I think the main thing to understand is, yes, you absolutely can charge more than you're charging now. Yeah. I've I've spoken to probably 30, 35,000 builders over the years I've been mentoring, mm-hmm. and probably half a dozen of them were charging truly what they were worth. There's yeah. plenty of headroom above you. Forget about the cheap guys. You've got to set out your store. You've got to look at where you want to be price-wise in the marketplace. You've got to be charging a sustainable amount so you've got a profitable, well-run business that you know can, can take the hits of COVID or a cancelled job or a bad debt or whatever. Yeah. Uh, to see you through to the future you put long hours in it's a hard game you need to get the right return for the time and effort you're putting into the business and it's never too soon to start this you need to start the journey this afternoon or tomorrow morning and not wait it doesn't get any easier it's only going to get harder you're yeah. only falling further and further behind the profitable guys while you wait to do that yeah. it's a journey that all of you can make and certainly if you use hp excel's 
systems, you use sort of our mentoring services or anybody similar, then you're well on the way to getting some independent help from people that have been through this with other companies. We can see what profitable, well-run businesses doing that enable them to charge this premium over what you're charging today. And if you go part of the way to doing what these guys do, you'll have a much more successful business and you have a much better work-life balance, which is really what we all want for you. All yeah. Right? Well, we can tell that Simon is very passionate about this um, and, uh, you know, he, he very much focuses on um, small to medium sized construction firms and um, kind of company owners um, who, as I said earlier, you know, often kind of alone with the the, the subject of running their business. Um, and it is challenging. And I, I realise, you know, doing it particularly, you know, running a business, particularly in this client. Uh, climate so we could talk much longer uh, today and um, i'm going to bring it to a close um but the good news um is that you can all talk with simon one-to-one -one and um, you can have a complimentary um kind of review of your business where you're at um there's, um there's a complimentary hours mentoring and he could see if the better business group could help you um so how how should listeners make contact with you simon what's the best way well you can go to betterbusinessgroup.uk our website put the inquiry through uh, through form through you can contact me simon at the bbg.co.uk tango hotel echo bravo bravo golf dot co dot uk our phone number 01707 859900 whatever way you want to contact me more than happy have a free coaching session for an hour i think you might find it quite illuminating it'll be more personal to your circumstances uh people find these very rewarding and i pick up a few members by doing it as well which is great for all of us uh, but yeah. one happy to do it with no commitment so okay. take us up on it great stuff well if you, if you didn't get any of those contact details if you go to the hbxl website under useful info there'll be our partners page as well and simon's contact details will be there as well um and um you can also find out more info on the estimator express estimating software if you haven't got it and also our own estimating service if you head to hbxl.co.uk and that will give you reassurance that the job cost the basic build costs are right in the first place and then on top of that then you start needing to think about your overheads and profit and that's up to you guys and um, to think about the figures and um, however our next um, podcast is going to be about quoting and um, the figures so we'll touch on that then um, and finally I know you'd agree Simon um, but we, we really want to start helping builders now don't wait till you're like over busy or things are going wrong you know start thinking about it now um, and don't wait what don't wait till work slows up there's no point um, make sure that you're ahead of your competition get your business where you want it to be now you know ahead of you know retirement everything else and I hear plenty of builders in their 40s saying you know I can't be out on site anymore x and y and z has happened you know it's not necessarily your 50s 60s where you know health plays up <laughs> you know and I can say that as somebody already in their 40s um you know um but things aren't quite as they were um so yeah um it's and construction is physical isn't it so um, speak to Simon ASAP. Thank you, Simon, for joining me today. Um, and Simon will be joining me for the second part um, under um, the title, Simple Changes to Your Quoting That Are Going to Make You More Money. So that sounds like it's going to be another really interesting one too. So thank you, Simon, again, as always, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Cheers, thank you. Bye-bye. Cheers, guys. Speak to you soon. And if you'd like to see what positive changes you could make to your building firm, head over to hbxl.co.uk and take a look at HBXL's award-winning, estimating, CAD and health and safety software, as well as our partner company initiatives. See you next time.